Hi, I'm Ellen. And I'm Alex. And this is our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about The Crown of Gilded Bones by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And can I tell you, it's so funny. I have been referring to it as a crown of gilded bones, Um, but it's not that. Did you know that? I did, because... (laughs) You know how I... (laughs) Well, that... Is questionable at times, but generally, yes. Yes, okay. Um, but also because all three books start out with something different. It's like from, uh, and the. Um, yes, yeah, so it is part Look at you, you're so fancy. three of a Blood and Ash, just the it's, Blood and Ash it's, series? It's the Blood and Ash series. Yeah. Because they say a Blood and Ash novel. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this is the third book. Um, We are both desperately waiting for the next one to come out. But also apparently there's like a prequel one coming out much sooner than the fourth one. And I'm both excited and sad. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, how dare you expect me to want to read the prequel when I need to know what's happening next. And I mean, probably Um, we're going to read it, but like. Still. (laughs) I wouldn't be mad about them changing the order of publication. Right. Uh, But anyways, this third book is basically uh, the continuation of the story with all the characters that we know and love, um, similar to the first and second book, the transition between the books is very fast like you basically like pick up where you leave off again Mm -hmm. in this book and then basically shit just hits the fan and just keeps on hitting repeatedly for the entire rest of the book Mm -hmm. and um the world as we know it again shifts like it has shifted multiple times before just when you think it can't shift more it keeps shifting I know, I know. I feel like I did a good job of describing that book yeah. in very vague terms so that no one actually know what it knows what it's about. Mm-hmm. But also no nothing was spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of that, this is your spoiler alert. So if you have not read The Crown of Gilded Bones, um stop now please go read it and come back and join us but also i'm going to say spoiler alert for the first two books in the series so that's going to be from blood and ash and a kingdom of flesh and fire um we won't be talking about those super in depth but i think inevitably i mean it'll be they'll be spoiled so if you haven't read any of them please go read them and come back and join us um and if you don't care about spoilers then you're weird but you're welcome to stay. <laughs> we accept everyone here. We just judge you a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a smidgen. Oh my gosh. Okay, Ellen. Yes. We're going to jump into our faves here. Okay. If we can both stay awake long enough to get We got this. Okay. It's going to be This is going to be our best episode ever. Yeah. We're both completely exhausted. Have like no mental faculties left. <laughs> I mean, is that really any different from any of the other times we've recorded? I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. All right. So. Anyways. Anywho. 
Anywho, I'm assuming you did not just have one favorite character. I made myself pick one, but then I have two second favorites that are basically my favorite. Okay, so you didn't actually make yourself pick one. No, I did. Poppy was my favorite. Um, Okay. She's just... She just keeps getting more and more badass, and I just Mm -hmm. love it. And I'm here for it, and I just... um, Like, I loved her, of course, like, immediately in the first book. And I just have kept loving her. Like, it just keeps getting better. Um... So, chef's kiss. I love her to pieces. And then my my runner-ups are Cass and Kieran. Um, I love them to pieces. But can they really hold a flame to how cool Poppy is? I mean... Mm, uh-huh. That's a fair question. No. She's, she's so amazing, and I just love it. So, Poppy was my favorite. How about you? Okay. Uh, same. <laughs> First of all, I just want to address the fact that my computer's fan all of a sudden is, like, going crazy, so I'm terribly <laughs> sorry for... I like the- how you're, like... <laughs> it's like it's been a tabloid story for months, and you've co- come to finally hold a press conference, and you're like, okay, <laughs> I have to address the issue here. <laughs> I'm trying to tell everyone why the sound quality might not be as hot. This time around, I mean, I could have just let it slip under the rug and people would have just probably been like, wow, this was a really bad episode because not only were they exhausted and like loopy, (laughs) but the sound quality was poor. Um, So, yeah, back to my favorite character. Hmm, That was a super smooth transition. I love it. (laughs) Speaking of super hot episodes... Let's talk about Poppy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I agree with everything you said. She has continually been my favorite. Um, She's just such a badass. And, like, her... Her unique position within her world... And, like, the powers that she holds and how you find out about, like, why she can do what she can do and how she can do it. And, like, the fact that she doesn't even know what she can do. I know. Is really cool. Yes. And I enjoyed that process a lot. Oh, she's so awesome. Yeah. I want to be Poppy when I grow up. Uh, I mean, I could probably live without a lot of her life and be very okay. <laughs> I want to be current Poppy when I grow up. <laughs> I don't need any of her backstory. <laughs> um, I mean, are you talking about like at the very end of this book? Because I wouldn't want to be in that position. I don't know. Just stop. You're reading too much into it. <laughs> I just want to be Poppy when I grow up. Ugh. Okay, okay. Her life is very hard, though. Stop asking me so many questions! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then I will just disregard what you said and ask you another one. What was your favorite part in this book? Oh, I felt like yet again I could probably very easily be like, the whole book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did pick one favorite part. And it was when they had gotten to whatever the capital city of 
Atlantia is called. Um, they're and they they being Poppy, Castile, and Kieran, like spend the day exploring the city, and they go to museums, and they, um, and. <laughs> It is also the day that they go to the wedding on the beach. And my favorite part is sort of like pre-beach orgy. Right. (laughs) But like, because just like the dancing and like just the being together and like, you know, all of that um, was just, I just loved, because they'd already been through so much in these books, I just loved them being able to just do normal things, you know? So, um and just, you know, not be in constant danger of dying. <laughs> yeah. This totally makes sense to me that that's your favorite part because yeah. that that is a thing that you definitely search for. Yes. And I would read a whole book treasure. of them doing yeah, yeah of them mm-hmm. doing nothing important. Yes. I might be the only one, but I would love it. I'd love the shit out of that book. They'd be like, and, and then they went grocery shopping, and I'd be like, "What did they get?" Like, <laughs> not that they would probably do their own grocery shopping because they're, you know, royalty. But like, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like they'd be that royalty that's like relatable, and they do their own grocery shopping. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I could see that, but i'm down okay poppy for sure would do her own grocery shopping i don't know that castile would do his own grocery shopping Mm -hmm. i think kieran i could see kieran doing his own grocery shopping because he's not like royal you know like he's yeah like i could see him for sure doing his own grocery shopping Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so now that we've talked that we're discussing (laughs) fictional characters possibilities of going grocery shopping let's go through the whole list no just kidding Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of grocery shopping, what was your favorite part? Smooth. Did you like my real Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's oh me. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm going to admit that I can't think of one. I know. Maybe it'll come to me later, You're fired. but I know. I I'm really sorry that I'm letting the team down. That's but okay. My memory is terrible as it is, and after a full day, I just, like, and it's been, like, a month, I think, since I read this book, and so much has happened since then. I think it's I'm... technically only been, like, three weeks, but, you know, four weeks. No, maybe you're right. <laughs> it's been a while since we've read the book. Yeah. It's true. So, um, you may have to remind me of some of the details as we talk about things. That's especially totally Especially since... I just and like can... stopped taking notes. Portly, <laughs> I love that. I couldn't put it so down. Much. Um, I'll also I'll ask you again at the end of the book in case you've anything has come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You mean at the end of the episode? What did I say? End of the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna write you a book, and then uh-huh. at the end of that book, <laughs> I'll ask you what your favorite part of this book was. That sounds like a plan. Great. Yeah. Oh, yes, I mean episode. This is going really well. (laughs) Yep, we haven't even made it through our favorites. It's fine. (laughs) Woohoo! Just keep talking. Just keep talking. (laughs) No one will know that you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, 
I feel like that's so true, though, in so many situations. However, this one, I don't think it applies. <laughs> we can go back to we can go back to which characters we think would do their own grocery shopping. <laughs> uh huh. That sounds like a great idea. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about instead you tell me how many favorite quotes you had? I had four. <gasps> me too. <gasps> Twinsies. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I had four of them. And the first one is before the orgy on the beach, but Castile and Poppy are sitting together watching them, like, dance and mm-hmm. and have just watched the wedding. Um, and he says to her, it just made me think about how you find things you never knew you needed when you're looking for something completely opposite. And I thought that was so true. You know, like, it's... And sometimes those are the best things. It's the things that pop up out of nowhere or seemingly out of nowhere. When you thought, you know, if you thought that XYZ was what you were looking for, but it turns out that ABC was what you needed and, you know, and there it was for you. Yeah. So that was, I like cut off the beginning of that and added on a little end and then that was one of my favorite quotes. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's basically the same. Well, fine. Thing. So, what, what was yours? <laughs> you find things you never knew you needed when you're looking for something completely opposite, or not looking at all. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I mean, I always got so pissed when people would say that to me, like you're going to find whatever when you least expect it. So, like, stop, like, trying so hard. Stop, you know, like, stressing Mm. about this, whatever. I'm like, you know what? This is not a helpful saying because I'm stressing about it right now and you are just (laughs) like, yeah, I've had that said to me so many times. But now I can appreciate it as I've I've had experiences that actually make that less of a saying and more of a... An actuality. You know, an actual, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So as someone who has said that to you in the past, I'm about to be... I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> My best friend hates me. <laughs> no, That's, I don't. That seems like um, a logical next step from what you just oh, said, right? for sure. Yeah. I mean, and also now, it's not like... When you placate me, it's not as bad anymore because mm-hmm. when you say that, because I now, you yeah. know, like understand I get it. it more personally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So feel free to use that around me at any time you please. That's all I'm going to say to you from mm-hmm. now on. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. That's going <laughs> to make the rest of this podcast very boring. <laughs> and very difficult to understand. It'll basically be a one-sided conversation. Um, I'll do it like I am Groot. Right? Because it means mm. different things based on the inflection. Right. Yeah. Right. And I won't be able to interpret any of it. No, you'll just have to, <laughs> you'll just have to figure it out. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, okay. So then my next one is um, Poppy talking to Eloana in the garden. Um, and 
Eloana has sort of asked her how she could have forgiven Castiel for kidnapping her. Mm-hmm. And um, Poppy says, I think too much value is given to forgiveness when it's easier to forgive, but far harder to forget. That understanding and acceptance is far more important than forgiving someone. I understand why he lied. That doesn't mean I agree with it or that it's okay, but I have accepted it and I've moved on. Um, and I thought that was so, like, first of all, wise beyond her years, right? She's like 19. And I'm like, damn, girl. <laughs> right? Where, how, dang, you know, like it's. Um, it's sort of a, a, a beautiful sentiment, right? Because, you know, we're taught from a young age just, as, you know, to forgive people. And I think at some point it, it does one of two things. It turns into something that's just sort of meaningless and you just say it to sort of end the conversation, you know, or it teaches you that you have to forgive them without that understanding of why they did it or why it happened or, um, and then you're just expected to forget it. You know, like it's just supposed to, Mm. like the whole quote, right? Forgive and forget. Like, but anybody who's had to go through something serious like that, like that forgiving knows that you can't forget it. And so it's so hard to sort of, um, like, it's such a weird juxtaposition for those two ideas because mm-hmm. it does it just doesn't seem to fit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was beautiful and, and well-written and... I agree. Wise beyond her years. Um, so then my next one was extra difficult um, because it came at about the time that um, (laughs) I'm going to try to say this without crying, but I'm probably going to cry. So it came at about the time that my family and I were deciding that it was time to say goodbye to our dog. And it was kind of helpful to hear um, but so it's Poppy talking to Kieran and then learning that he was in love and he fell in love with this woman who he knew was probably going to die. Um, and, oh, it made me cry then and it's clearly going to make me cry now. Um, but he says to her, the heart doesn't care how long you may have with someone. It just cares that you have the person for as long as you can. And I think that's really true, right? Like, people can get hurt time and time again, or they can lose people or pets or whatever time and time again. And hopefully, it doesn't stop you from loving the next person or thing or whatever. And um, also, as someone who's lost a lot of people in her life, it, it resonated with me because it, um, it's, it's true. Like you still look for the next thing. And it's interesting because even around that time I was talking to my mom and she was like, this is so hard and it hurts so much. And I was like, it does. It's totally sucks. Like 
you know? And I was like, but it's worth it, right? Like, all the happy stuff is, you know, is the payoff that we get for this. And so to have (laughs) this book really just, like, slap me in the face with it, I was like, how did you know? (laughs) So it was, um, it came at a very apt time. Um, but I also just think it's beautiful and, and a wonderful sentiment. And then my last quote is, um, from the very end of the book. Uh, and it falls into my category, one of my categories of female character really learning just how fucking badass she is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she's killed... King Delara, right? That's his name. I was about to say Delara. King What's His Face, so I can't really help you out. Um, that sounds, if not accurate, very close. Yeah, I think it's because what's um Delara? Yes. Yep. Haha! I'm so smart. Nice. Okay, so she has killed King Jalara, and they've killed all the other, like, messengers except for one. And she looks at him, and she's like, you're my messenger. You're going back, and you're going to tell her. And then here's my quote. And it says, make sure she knows that I am the chosen, the one who is blessed, and I carry the blood of the king of the gods in me. I am the, the Liesa to the Wolven, the second daughter, the true heir, owed the crowns of Atlantia and Solus. I am the queen of flesh and fire, and the gods' guards ride with me. Tell the blood queen to prepare for war. And I was like, <laughs> um, And I just, like, chills. I was like, uh, it also felt very... Um, like Game of Thronesy, yes. you know, because like when they introduce themselves, like when they introduce themselves, it's like here's my title after title after title after title, and I was like, I'm so ready. Um, so plus these books have made me horribly bloodthirsty. Yeah, I mean, you typically are <laughs> in general when it comes to books, but okay, I was like, can we please add the caveat <laughs> of when it comes to books? Um, yeah, only in that situation. Outside of that, you're the okay. exact opposite. Um, okay. Yeah. I yeah. would agree that it's gotten worse, um, though. I think part of it is because Castile celebrates it so much, too, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's just me trying to get back closer and closer to Poppy. I don't know. That's not... Whatever. Um, but But it just gave me, like, chills. I was so excited. I was... Like, plus, you know, men get those kinds of, of, of quotes all the time. And I was so excited that it was, and it also had like that idea or that feeling of the part in the Lord of the Rings when, um, the witch king of Angmar is like, no man can kill me. And Eowyn's like, I am no man. And I was like, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it just like. It had that same feeling, right? Like, 
She was there. She didn't care who was getting killed. The love of her life is captured. She just found out that her dad, she had seen, like, it was, oh, my God. There's so much that, there's so much that happens in this goddamn book. Like, it's not even funny. I know. I know. And I'm not <laughs> even sure times, if I remember all of it, so. That's okay. The number of times that throughout my, and I didn't take a ton of notes either, but, like, the number of times that I'm, like, what the fuck is happening? Holy fuck. What the fuck? What, what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so, so many times. Um, and, and I love it so much. But, like, yeah. So, those are my four. Nice. And I like that they're a nice, like, diverse grouping. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, there's some kick-ass quotes and some heartfelt quotes and... Some tear jerky quotes. We don't have to talk about it again because we don't need to go back there, but we all know what I'm talking about. You know, so yeah. It, it was a nice mix. How about you? I appreciate that. So, so you had four, but one of them was mine. Indeed. Yes. So now I only have three to discuss. I shouldn't say was mine, was one of mine. Mm-hmm. Or was the same of mine. Uh, whatever. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. Me talk real good. You do indeed. Um, yeah. I have no idea if I'll be able to really put these in context to remember where they are. Maybe I can. Probably not, but maybe um, I can. <laughs> but this one is right before she tells Castile that she loves him for the first time. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's just um, like her realization process. And I thought it was very beautiful um and so this is what she's thinking to herself i love you those words repeated themselves over and over in my mind words that were tattooed on my skin and carved into my bones what i felt for him was far more powerful than words but words were important of all people i knew the power of speaking up of being able to do so honestly and openly without hesitation I knew the importance Mm -hmm. of not holding back now because when I'd lain there in those ruins with my blood leaking out of my body, I'd never thought I would have the chance to say those words to him. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just encompasses a lot of things, like the fact that words are important, even though everyone always says, like, actions speak louder than words. While that's true in some instances, words are still important. What you say is still very important and very impactful and can make a huge difference. Um, absolutely and then also just like the way that the beginning of this quote like how it was described like the tattooed and body and like carved into my bones again that's one of those like really cool writing moments that I enjoyed um mm-hmm. and then also like life-altering event making you realize that you know what you have right in front of you is is super great so you better get it while you can i also remember that part i was like of course you love him you dummy (laughs) like we all knew that a long time ago (laughs) i'm glad you got there but the rest the rest of us knew a long oh, yeah. time ago. Like over a book ago, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I knew they loved each other. Actually, probably by the end of the first book. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so. Those crazy kids. I know. My next quote is actually 
um, also about them. Like, to okay. me, it was just such a great representation of a supportive relationship and, like, what yeah. you should be able to expect from your partner. Um, sure. So it says, well, let me see if I can remember where it is. <laughs> mm, it's when she's crying. I don't remember where exactly that was, but. Oh, oh, sure. But yeah, she's crying. And, you know, he, of course, is like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. And I'm like, yes. Thanks, Castiel. Like, <laughs> um. Well, I never cry. Oh, no, so yeah, I no, I don't, I don't, know, know, I don't like. know what you're talking about. So, anyways, <laughs> back to my quote. I broke, and just like Castile had promised, he was there to catch those pieces, holding them together and keeping mm. them safe until I could piece myself back together. Yes. I, so it's so funny because I remember that quote, but I can't remember what she was crying about. Um. Does it, do you, did you put a page number? So it's um <laughs> um 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 Yeah, this is not helping. Uh it, it's page 434 of my version so I don't know how helpful that is because I have 1423 pages so what the frick frick yeah cause you have four yeah it's 1423 oh you read it on your yeah, phone so it's the yeah pages okay weird, so. I was like I was like what kind of version do you have like two words on a page <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like did you get the extra large font <laughs> and then I was trying to picture like how you would hold a page, a book with 1400 pages in it. And I was like, I think the longest book is War and Peace, right? And I've at least held it. Like, it's not that big. <laughs> I was very, very confused, but I'm glad that yeah, we're on the same I did not realize that now. is the longest book. I think I could be very wrong. I think for a while it was War and Peace. Okay. That's cool. That's a good trivia fact to know if it's correct. I'm looking it okay. up. Okay. Well, while you look it up, I will talk about my next favorite quote. Um, and this falls under my, like, really applies to me kind of mm-hmm. quote where you're like oh shit like not like a realization about yourself but more of like a reminder kind of thing um and again can't tell you where it is who says what but i will just read it so it's not it's it's not even the list of the top 10 longest books so oh. i don't know where i re- heard that okay so That's- forget that I said anything about a fun trivia fact because it's incorrect. <laughs> I mean, it's a still it's still a fun trivia fact. It's just not a correct one. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Okay, goodness. so here's my other favorite quote. 
Yes. That kind of fear keeps you brave and honest. But couldn't that kind of fear make you indecisive too? Stop you before you even traveled down a road? The fear of failing was powerful, just as fear of the unknown and uncharted destinies was. And to me, that was just like, wow, yeah, I've been living my life, like, very indecisively for a very long time because of the fear Mm -hmm. of both failing and the unknown. Like, those were the two big things that were driving me for a very long time. Um, Yeah. So, just seeing it on paper like that um, was just a good reminder that, like, that's not where I'm at at anymore. And, like, that's a very good thing. (laughs) Not that I still don't live in fear sometimes, for sure, but I feel like it's much less of a controlling factor than it used to be. Sure. And it's not like even just realizing it means that all of a sudden it's not going to happen anymore. You know, like, just because you realize it's happening doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. it's done happening. Indeed. Yeah. All righty, Aphrodite. Are you ready? Honestly. For some football! We might have to speed this up. I don't know how long I can last. (laughs) We got this. I don't have very many things to talk about. Okay. Um, Yeah, like I said, I just (laughs) stopped taking notes partway through. Um, I'm such a dramatic person. (laughs) I'm reading through my quotes, or my um, notes, and I literally have one that says, (laughs) I'm so dramatic. Um, It says, if... If Kieran and Jasper are actually dead, I'm going to murder someone. (laughs) Um, So, I had a lot of thoughts. I wouldn't say they were predictions, but they were like... mm, Wandering thoughts about what could be. And one of them was surrounding that instance, actually. um, Where, first of all, I freaked out and thought they were dead. And then... Thank God they were. And then Castile. Yeah, but secondly, then this is where my thought that was completely wrong came in. So I was like, wait, they were turned into stone or something like that? Mm -hmm. Like a Medusa situation? Right, like, is that actually what happened to the gods? Are some of the statues of the gods, like, the actual gods? And, like, they're not, like, actually That would have been intriguing. Right? Yeah. However, that was incorrect. No, but it's a cool idea. (laughs) Yeah, because they mentioned, like, some of these, like, giant statues of the gods, like, multiple times. Right. It's like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. is that it? No, it was not it. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't for the guards. Like, some of them were stone statues, so, like... Not too far off. You get, like, a half point. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I count that as a as a half point. Um. So, my first n- note literally says what the actual fuck is going on. She's descended from a deity, and then I wrote, Nikdos? And then it seemed like I was right, and I was so happy. And then we find out that all of a sudden, out of the fucking nowhere. No. 
I'm mixing myself up. So, yes, she's a descendant from Nikdos. But we get keep getting told time and time again Malik is her her uh, grandfather or father. Malik's her father. Malik's her father. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, actually it was his twin brother. And I'm like, nobody thought to motherfucking mention that he had a twin brother before this part? Like... When they're going through the city and Kieran's telling her the story and he's like, if you see the wolf next to Nikdos, it's this. And if it's behind Nikdos, it rep- represents this. And Malik did this and blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody thought to mention. And, like, Nikdos had two sons. Like, <laughs> and so I had this moment when we find out. And I was like, twins? And it made me think of... <laughs> Do you remember there was an episode of SNL that Taylor Lautner was on way back when, like, Twilight was really popular. Okay. And one of the skits was Kristen Wiig pretending to be aunt, an aunt, and they were going to do a surprise um, baby, like, announcement at Thanksgiving. And, and, and the whole shtick is, like, she does this over and over again in different ones, but she can't handle surprises. And she gets, like, ridiculously excited, right? And so in this thing, and they're like, we're going to tell them that we're having babies. And then they're like, but guess what? There's something more. And you guys don't even know this yet, but it's going to be twins. And she's like, twins? <laughs> and then she's like, she goes, I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then it put the way I said it in my head reminded me of, of her mm. in that skit when she's like, twins? Okay, wait. Um, am I not remembering correctly? Because I recalled that there were twins, but I thought it was odd that they were mentioned, but nothing really came of that, right? Because she is Malik's and it's Beth's, however you pronounce her name's, child, right? No, because remember, it turns out that I was calling her Ice Beth, but Ice Beth would probably make more sense. Um, it turns out that she couldn't find Malik, remember? And so she, remember the guy that they saw th- that was turning, that was the cave lion or whatever? Yeah. And then it turned into a human? Right. That's his twin brother. And so she was able to capture his twin brother and I'm pretty sure raped him and got pregnant. And that's her father. Wait, how did I miss all of this? For I some reason, no I thought the lion or cat, whatever, was Malik. No, it tells him later in the, because something happens closer to the end. She's, I think she's talking to one of the dragon guards, and they're like, "No, what they, what, sh, what, um, his um consort, Nikdos's consort wants, is her son back," and she's like. I don't know if I can give her back Malik. And he's like, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about your father. How um, did I miss all of this? Holy smokes. <laughs> what? Um, did you finish? Did you finish reading the book? I did, but I must have read a very different book than you. <laughs> um, now I'm like... Okay, so is Malik still under the blood forest then? 
Malik is still where Eloana put him. Oh. And and Ileana never found him, but she did find whatever twin brother's name is. So And so she took she took him thinking she could use him to get Malik. Interesting. For some reason I just assumed that because the blood forest was in the middle of like their like nation or whatever that she had realized that that's where he was. And so she, like, raised him from there or whatever. And Mm. I made a lot of assumptions that were very incorrect and somehow missed (laughs) extremely vital information that was provided in multiple instances. Iris. Iris is his name. Because when she's talking to Nectus, not Nectus... Everybody's name's way too yes. close, just as a quick side note. But Nectus is, like, the leader of the dragons. Which, also, I do have a note here, and it literally is like, dragons make everything better! Um, oh, here, yeah. So it's on page... Well, it's not going to be helpful on yours. But so it's... Um, Poppy and Kieran are talking to Nectus. And... Because she's gone... Like, she went back... Right? Remember they, she and Kieran go back to the, um, the, after they take Castile, she returns to Atlantia, and then she and Kieran go back to the, wherever the god, wherever Nectos is sleeping. I can't remember what it's called. Why do I not and recall then, that part at all? Did you finish this book? So then I don't she, freaking know now. <laughs> um, and... She's like, she goes because she realizes that she gets she, that she can command um, the Draken because she's a descendant of Nikdos, and so she goes back and just to get them, and so she's talking to Nectus, and he's like, "Are you like ready to?" He says, "You seek to use." us to take everything from the blood crown then to destroy them the cities they protect themselves in and those who stand between you and them and she says i press the marriage imprint against the pouch that held the toy horse and she says i seek the aid of the draken to fight the revenants and the ascended to fight beside atlantia blah 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 blah. and then um he says and will you help bring back what was ours to protect what what will allow the concert to wake and then and she's like, what do I have to do? And he's like, your father. And she's like, Malik? And he's like, Malik's lost to us. Like, we don't give a fuck about Malik. I mean, that's not exactly right. what he says, but I'm I'm roughly paraphrasing. Um, and then he's like, he was lost to us before any of us realized. And then she's like, I don't understand. Malik is. And then Nectus is like, Malik's not your father. The blood that courses through you is that of Iris, his twin. Yes. So yeah. I did finish this book. I completely <laughs> forgot about the majority of it, apparently. But in looking back, I think I was staying up really late to finish it mm. and was like, no, I should go to bed. Like, But then I realized I only had like two more chapters Elysium. to go. That's where So was. I yeah. read them like really quickly and probably when I should have been asleep. So. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Um, and then he says, Iris was lured from Elysium some time ago, drawn into the realm 
with my daughter while we slept. We have not been able to look for Iris. That's what I've been calling him. It's I-R-E-S, so it's probably Iris or mm. something like that, but that seems too difficult, so. Um, and then she's like, and then it's like, my thoughts race settling on the painting I'd seen in the Museum of Nikdos, and the two, and then she's like, dot, 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 the two large cats. And then she's like, oh, gods. And then she's like, could he shift forms? And then Nectus is like, yeah, like his father, he could take other forms. Nikdos liked the white wolf. And Iris was often found taking the shape of a large gray cat, like Malik. And then Kieran's like, because <laughs> now he's like, he gets it too. And then she's like, oh, shit, I saw him. He's in a cage. I know exactly where he is. <laughs> and then she has this whole realization that Isbeth was, or Isbeth, whatever, was trying to get Malik. And the, her next best option was. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious to me. <laughs> that you completely forgot this extremely critical information. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the part of me that loves, so I hate spoilers personally, and I won't give them to someone unless they're like, I don't care about spoilers. But then if they say to me, I don't care about spoilers, the joy I get from being able to tell them what the fuck happens. Oh, I love it. So that made that part of my heart very happy. <laughs> You're welcome. <'Cause> even, <laughs> even though you've read it, it was very fun to watch you be like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. That's <sighs> basically, though, how I was with, um, what's the first book in the Grishaverse that I had already read prior to us reading it? For oh, Shadow and Bone. Yeah. And, like, I just yeah. completely forgot everything and was like so yeah basically these all of these books have just reiterated to me that I should be concerned about my memory (laughs) yeah oh my gosh okay um that was Uh, oh, right. I was really proud of you. You were right. Alistair was there the night her parents died. Right? But. Mm-hmm. I'm still so heartbroken about that. I had such high hopes. Like, I liked him so much. And I know. I have a couple things. Turns out he was a crazy person. I have a couple things about this, though. And maybe, again, this is my memory being bad or me not picking up on things. I'm so excited. Um, Did you even read the book? It's questionable. (laughs) So we learned that, like, he was there, and Mm -hmm. there were also Craven there, but then there was this other man, or seemingly some, I don't know if he was human or not, but it was some guy with a hood, and her mother recognized him i think right yeah the one that was dressed like the dark one right who um, we right. don't know who that is still do we we don't know who that is i need to know <laughs> because Cass was like it wasn't I, pr- I promise it wasn't me and she's like no i know it wasn't you but it was someone who was dressed like the dark one mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder if there was like someone before you know, like, is it like a Dread Pirate Robert situation? Mm. Like, is, right? Is, like, Castile just the eighth person to be called the Dark right. One? You know, like, 
Um, I love that you just knew that reference. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, it's only the best movie in the whole world, so. But also, there was, this was another instance where I was completely wrong. Oh, um, what did you think? So, I thought that Alistair might have been in love with Castile's mom, and that was, like, the reasoning behind why he was doing all of this, like, why he, like, betrayed Malik, like, in the, you know, very beginning of things, because Poppy had assumed... Multiple times that when Alistair told Castile, like, that he would have been his son if things had turned out differently, she was assuming that he was talking about Castile marrying Shay and then, like, that being how he was his son. But I was like, well, but what if he was actually in love with Castile's mom and thought that he was going to marry her after he informed her about Isbeth and mm, Malik having okay. this mistress. Like, before she met Valen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know what I always thought? Sorry, this is a, that's a tangent. Okay, we'll finish your thought and then we can go to my tangent. Okay. Um. Interesting. Yeah. I could see I could see why you would think mm-hmm. that. It, it never crossed my mind, but I think that would. I don't feel like you're probably alone in that. Yeah, thought. I mean it's an incorrect one, but I'm so sorry. I'm so burpy. I'm trying to do it as quietly as possible. But if you can hear me burping, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week for our new burping podcast. Um, what was your? This is probably too much information. I've been really gassy for the past, like, I don't know, four, three or four weeks. Uh, Thankfully, it's all been, like, burping. And I'd much rather just be really burpy and not, like, super farty. So (laughs) that's, so that's good. But, like, I know. But, so, so, I don't know. That was probably too much information. Well, well. like, (laughs) have you changed up what you've been eating or anything? No, I think it's, like, stress-related. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. So that makes sense. so that's so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my tangent was so we already talked about how similar the names are, right? Like Nikdos, Nectus, like too close together. Um, but the the thing that has always been really weird to me throughout all of these books is so that we knew that Malik was Eloana's. First of all, Eloana, Iliana, too close together. Like, and now especially that now that we know that Iliana is Isbeth. And I had had that inkling at some point during one of the mm-hmm. books. I don't remember which one. And I don't remember where. And then I was like, I wonder if she's like Isbeth. And I was like, no, no, because she's a, at the time we thought she was ascended, right. right? So I was like, no, she's ascended. But I was like, but maybe like she's a descendant of her or like, you know, like whatever. But, um... So I talked myself out of it, but I did have a moment where I thought that. And now that I know that she picked her name, and now I'm even more creeped out by how similar it is to Eloana. Because, like, because she crazy, right? Like, she full-on crazy. So, like, I totally can see her being like, 
I'm going to pick a name so close to hers. It's going to be Ileana, Eloana, Ileana, right? So now I'm even more like weirded out. Oh my gosh. Like, and I can totally see her doing something like that. And then, but I always thought it was really weird that Eloana would name her first son something so similar to her first husband's name. Um, It made me question whether... he wasn't Malik's yeah. Malik's son. I thought I had that brief thought too, but then I think there was too much. I think there was too much time between when she was no longer sleeping with Malik mm-hmm. and when she gave birth to Malik. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for sure because yet again, you know, if you revisit our Akatar uh, episodes. I did not think it was only two years that all of that shit happened. So who yeah. like <laughs> my time frame is not good. So <laughs> it maybe you know maybe that's that'll be a, a big reveal later. Yeah. Um, Can we but talk about Malik because yeah. Oh my god! I oh. just like I'm so confused. Like, I know. is he like playing a long game? Has he just been tortured so much that, like, he, like... I know. His belief system has been manipulated, or... Was he ever... But the thing is, is was he ever even tortured? You know, mm. like... Because we don't know, right? Like, we have no idea. Was he... They just assumed that he was going to be tortured like Castile was. But, like, if he... They captured him, and he was, like... How about we join forces? You know, like, what if that's what happened? What if he was tortured for a period of time and then he was like, I can't do this anymore. Yes, I'll I'll join your side or whatever. Or is it even Malik? Like, that was part of it, too. Oh, right, because there's the group of people who can change shapes and, like, bodies. Yeah, so I was like, so I was like, is it, do they have somebody else? Like, is it even Malik? I think Mm -hmm. it is. Um, but I'm just, it, it was so my joy when it was first, like, it was Malik and my joy, I was like, he's, at least he's alive. Like they can save him. Like she brought him as like a show of good faith. I should have known, but like my joy, like was so high and then it crashed so hard, so fucking fast. Like. My notes are literally Malik is alive, and then, and that's page five eighty three, and then on page five eighty five, it's like fuck, he's working with Ileana. <laughs> like I know, I know. Uh... And then, but then also you find out that so he has at least been working with Ileana for nineteen years, or some or some period of time within the nineteen years because. Poppy was supposed to, that was Ileana's whole plan, was that Poppy was going to marry Malik, right? So he's like... Well, he could have been tortured and held against his will and forced to marry her. True, but like, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to know, you know? Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. Um, but isn't that a crazy, that was a crazy reveal too, that... Oh, yeah, that she was supposed she was... to marry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, I just so much happening. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. Okay, so speaking of so much happening, let's go back to the beginning of the book, right? Yeah. So the book starts where the last one left off. She's surrounded by all these people. Like, what's gonna happen? All of a sudden, she like calls all the wolven to her. And then, like, gets them to start listening to her, right? So, like, not only does she subconsciously call them, but then, like, she, like, subconsciously gets them to, like, lay down, like, like stop moving. And I'm like, girl, your powers are getting stronger. Um, I said it just like uh-huh. that. Um, I even have a note. <laughs> so, my notes go, I read you the first one already, what the actual fuck's going on. She's decided from a deity, and then it goes, she controls all the woven, question mark. And then my third note is, this all better be explained later. <laughs> yeah. Because especially especially the beginning of this book, I felt was just, like, so, so many things were happening, like, one right after the yes. other. And I had the hardest time keeping up. And we're not getting all of the information, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I was just, like... What is happening? And then Kieran and Jasper apparently die. And then I was like, you know, I had my very dramatic, I'm going to murder someone. Uh-huh. And then my next, my next note is in all capital letters, what the fuck is happening? Castile cannot be dead. And then afterwards, like we find out that he's right. alive. And then, and then my next note is what the actual fuck? Beckett is Jansen. Jansen is Beckett. Like, <laughs> and so it's like my first like seven notes I was just like what like, the fuck <laughs> are all like I don't I don't know what's happening I don't get it I'm so confused am I even reading the right book <laughs> yeah um so much so fast so intense it was uh-huh. like it was yeah so I don't want to say overwhelming that's not the right word it was a little overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, I kept reading. Like, I didn't right. put it down. But, like, it was emotionally overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, um, I'm glad that you ended that on Jansen being Beckett. Because I completely forgot about that. Um, and it was just making me really sad all over again. But I did I have a note about Jansen that I just, like, have this feeling that we're missing a really critical piece of information about him. Like, the fact okay. that we still don't know, like, who his or what his true form is. Like, right. I, like when... Or was, because he's dead. Right. But even so, like, I feel like us not knowing that, mm-hmm. there's there's something more there. Mm, and I don't yeah, know if that's okay. accurate or not. Because, again, as, as we've right. seen a lot of those moments that I've had in this book, like, I think this is why <laughs> this is happening. Right. It's been very incorrect. Um, but this was another one of those instances. Yeah. Um. Ooh, I didn't. I didn't think that at all. But now I'm like, oh, what if there is something? I know, right? Yeah, it's. I find it interesting, and I don't really know that I can attribute this to anything. But I felt like the first two books, like I was 
doing a pretty good job of like picking up on what Jennifer L. Armentrout was putting down and like figuring out like where she yeah. was leading us in certain instances. Right. And then here yeah. I'm just like completely off in all of my like possible directions that I've gone in so far. Yeah. Um, I know. And that's kind of what I love about this is like, cause like you feel like maybe she's leading you down this road or this road or this road or none of those roads or, Oh, Hey, this road over here. Or like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I have this note here and it just says, what are the logistics of punching into somebody's body? And so this is where she's being rescued from um, the dissenters. And, like, Kieran shows up first. Or I think actually Valen shows up first. And then she sees Kieran. And then um, all of a sudden Castile is there, right? And he, um, he's, she's, like, watching him fight, okay. right? And then... Um, he says something, um, oh yeah, so teeth bared, he snapped his head down on the man's throat, tearing through the skin as he thrust his hand through the man's chest. And so, (laughs) I feel like I'm sometimes the queen of, like, thinking of the raw, like, in the middle of this huge fight scene, like, she's finally being saved, like... All of this stuff. Ellen's mind wanders to, how do you punch through somebody? Because, like, my thought is, like, because if you're, like, doing this, like, you know, like a re- regular punch, like, that's too blunt. So then I'm, like, do you make, like, a, like a, like a, like a point with your hand? Like, is there, like, does one nail have to be longer than, like, there, because, you know, like, because I, I was thinking about, like, diving, right? Like, if you go in flat, you're going to belly flop and you're going to hurt. So you need something to cut the water before the rest of your body goes in. So I spent, like, ten minutes, like, trying to figure out how. And then I'm like, is it just brute strength? Like, do you have to just be like, ah! Like, and I still don't know the answer. But, like, how do you punch into somebody and then pull their spine out back through their body? Well, it's, you know, the same concept behind reaching into someone's chest and pulling out their heart, right? I mean, you're just instead going in and pulling out the spine, so... Well, okay, you say that like it's so commonplace for people just to stick their hands into people's hearts chests and I mean I've done it a couple times myself so (laughs) yeah okay can you share with me the logistics do you have to make a little triangle with your hand like does something have to break the skin for like I feel like that's that has to be how like you have to do a point because like I just feel like the blunt well but see here's the thing is like human physics doesn't matter (laughs) These are magical beings but, that... But also, like, did he go straight through the chest? Like, the sternum is there. That's a very hard... Not that other bones aren't right. hard, but, like, that's a particularly But again, this is not a human bone. being who has magical and, like, super strength, 
you know, powers and stuff. So I don't know that any of this thinking can really apply in this situation. But see, can you see how I went down this rabbit oh, hole? Oh, absolutely. Of, like, yeah, for like, sure. I was, I was like, how does that, how does that even work? Like, I just, I was so confused. Yes, I can literally see you, like, just sitting there, like, really contemplating super hard and then, like, trying to act it out, like, like, looking at your hands, like, using a book. (laughs) I was actually using my pillow. Uh, I was sitting in bed uh and I held the pillow up like a body and was like... Oh my god! And I did. I spent at least ten minutes trying to figure out how it would work. That's amazing. Um, so if anyone knows the answer, you can email us at uniquelyromanticpodcast <laughs> at gmail Um, and we definitely won't question how you know how to punch through somebody's. We will chest. trust your expertise absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, oh okay. That's amazing. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is in this part, right? So she's been captured. She was held underground by the magic bone chain things. Um, And then they're moving her, right? They drug her to move her to the next place. And that's when they, they being Valen and Kieran and Castiel and Jasper and the Wolven and who, whatever, find her and rescue her. And then that's also when she gets mortally wounded, right? She goes in to kill Jansen and he shoots her with a crossbow at like point blank range, right? And um, like crossbows are detrimental at a distance, but like point, like that's right. And she's dying. And then I. This is, and it felt weird because I love Castile so much, but I was so incredibly angry at Castile at this point, um, and I'm still a little bit pissed at him for doing it. it thankfully, it worked out in their favor, um, but him knowing that she never wanted to be an Ascended was willing to put her into that position because he was not willing to give her up and I was furious and then I felt very uncomfortable with it because I love him so much outside of that um and I understand I you know sort of like my quote right like I understand his reasoning for it that doesn't mean it was right but I understand why he did it right um because of all the times that I've had to save my loved ones from uh, crossbow injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, your your first hand. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I get it, but I, and then I also felt like it was such a, and of course that's the point, right? He's so irrational and in pain, and the love of his life is dying in front of him. That he's not acting like himself. He's he's reckless, but it seemed so at odds with the the part of him that we know and love, where he's so like willing to let her do what she needs to do and giving her space and being supportive and all of that stuff. And I, I didn't like that one bit. Yeah. And then I was very grateful that she didn't turn into a son. Right. I had mixed feelings. Like I was super angry at him, but then I also at the same time was like, this is a really 
great example of just like you're gonna do whatever you can to have your loved one in whatever way you can have them right like it's you know one of the reasons that um like people won't pull the plug or you know Mm -hmm. there are so many other instances that you can look towards in real life where you're like yeah would I have been able to make the same decision you know like would I've been able to do the right thing or Mm -hmm. would I have been too selfish and you know and that's really interesting so that's interesting that you use that um comparison so because I I do have some experience in that Not in, of course, a deadly crossbow incident, but my grandpa, David, I called him Bumpa, um, when he died, he um, was sort of brain dead. So we as a family had to sit down and talk about it and we had to make the decision to pull the plug. And so as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I wonder if. That's why I had a different reaction to it, because our biggest reason for deciding to pull the plug was that we knew that even though we would still technically have him here with us and it would make us feel better, that was never a life that he would have ever wanted for himself, you know? Yeah. And and so ultimately for us, that was the deciding factor, Um so it's interesting that that was, that was the example you used mm-hmm. because I, um, and again, maybe it would have been different if he had been talking or like, you know, or, um, gasping for breath or, you know, like, you know, but it's, I was so, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, Ooh, Cass, yeah. you are walking a fine line, my dear boy. Also- Can we talk about how she was able to, like, she would have died and how she's not ascended? Like, I understand that she's a deity. So, in my mind... We can can talk about it. I don't know if I have any answers, but we can sure talk about it. In my mind, I'm like, okay, you're a deity. You can't die. Is that incorrect? Or like, why why was she dying of like something? I still don't even think I fully understand how you make an ascendant. Like, yeah, that's so true. I don't think I was, do either. And that was like yeah, two books right? ago. So I don't because like I really like I understand that she didn't become an ascendant because she's a deity, but I also don't understand. Like, maybe it had to be unlocked? How? I don't know. How she is the way that she is because of his Mm -hmm. blood. Like, I'm everything about this process I'm very confused about and have lost. I still, I don't have, I I don't have answers for you. I have the same questions. Okay, okay. Um, We're at least on the same page. But, okay, so I do have a, I have a question. Uh So, when she wakes up after... He drank all her right. blood, and she drank a bunch of his blood. Remember, she wakes up, and she's super thirsty. Like, she almost kills, well, not kills, but, like, she almost tries to drink Kieran's mm-hmm. blood. And Castile captures, not captures her, but 
you know, gets her off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I am pretty sure that what happens is, is she's trying to eat from Kieran. He, he being Castile, like, pulls her off. He tries to, like, reason with her. And then, but she's still, like, in this weird, like, in-between. Like, she is referring to both of them as, like, the males. Like, she doesn't have, like, she's not fully back to Poppy yet, right? And then um, he's, like, looking at you, or he's looking at her teeth and all this stuff. And um, Kieran's, like, (laughs) or Castile's, like, Kieran, you should leave. And Kieran's, like, I'm not going to leave. And then um, Castile's like, I'm going to feed her and it could probably get intense. Like, (laughs) wink, wink. We all know that means sex, right? And then Kieran's like, I'm still not going anywhere. (laughs) And then he starts, Castile starts feeding her. But Kieran is holding her back. And while she's feeding, I do believe, so they, I think they have sex twice during this time period, right? I think, one, I think they had sex while Kieran was holding her. Because they have sex while they're on, like, the floor, and it doesn't say anything about Kieran no longer holding her. And then they have sex again after Kieran leaves, like, on the bed. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like... Um... I don't what? remember this, so I'm going to say that either <laughs> we're attributing it to my terrible memory in general, or you interpreted the situation incorrectly, because I don't think that would have happened. Um, well, you don't think that would have happened? What happened in the second book, when he was drinking from her, they had a whole, like, pre-sex issue and Kieran was pinned to the the wall behind her. This is true. This is true. He's already been in, I mean, not in the middle, but he's already been around for some (laughs) pretty intense stuff. Like, because then they're like, because then they're talking about like she's drinking and then she's like, my skin tingled. I whimpered and I was pressing against the hardness straining through his thin pants and then he's and then Castile's like whatever you want I'll give it to you and then she's like him I wanted him and then she's like she pushed him on his back she climbed on top of him like blah 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 like we don't have to go into too much but then Kieran says she's taking too much you've got to stop her like he's still right there <laughs> and then they like and then they fuck each other <laughs> Not her, her and Castile, but I'm pretty sure if he's not holding on to her, he's real close to this. All right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I answered my own question. Oh, what? Um, they got really close. Apparently, no. Wait. Yeah, see, <clears throat> if anyone hasn't read these books yet, they're quite graphic. <laughs> I'm going to just read this part here because everybody else has already read this. So, 
She's taking too much, the other man said, Kieran. His voice closer, you've got to stop her. Even in my lust-addled mind, even as tension coiled tighter and tighter inside me, I knew the one who moved under me and in me wouldn't stop me. He'd let me take it all. He'd let me drain him dry. He'd do that because he dot dot dot. For fuck's sake, the wolven snarled. A heartbeat later, I felt his arm clap down on my waist as his fingers pressed into the skin under my jaw. He pulled my head back, but I didn't fight him because the male's blood was everything to me. The one under me sat up, curling an arm around my hips just below the other's arm. Oh, yep, (laughs) you're right, you're right, you're right. A sharp, a sharp swirl of tingles rushed through me. He reached around the woven's grip grip, fisting my hair as he pressed his forward t- forehead to mine, and under me he moved his magnificent body at a fur- furious rhythm. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> so I was like, hmm. poor Kieran, <laughs> like he's pretty, all he's worried about, I mean, at least partially. Maybe he's into it. I don't know. We haven't gotten his point of view at all. But, like, mostly it does appear that mostly he just doesn't want his one friend to kill his other yeah, friend. Yeah, right. And, and and now all of a sudden he's, like, holding her back. And he, in my head I can hear him. He's like, oh, my God. Can you guys stop for just, like, one minute? Like, can I get out of the room first? Like, but I was like, oh, Kieran. Like... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh... But also, I know I said this in the last book, but like, I feel like a threesome is even more inevitable after this book. Mm, like, it's just been Especially leading up be- to it. I think so. Like, because I keep talking about the joining in this right. one, like not as much as they did in the second one, but they still talk about it. Especially now that she, like her lifespan is so much longer than Castile's. Mm. Um like, that seems sort of inevitable. Um, but also, like, there were so many moments where it was, like, Kieran touched my cheek. And, like, in, in, in the moment, it wasn't, like, sexual. But they're, like, becoming more and more familiar with each mm, other. Okay. And then there's a moment when they're watching, <laughs> when they're watching the orgy on the beach. And, sh- and she sees not whoever's with... Kieran giving him a blowjob when she watches that whole situation, like a creepy voyeur, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a non-consensual voyeur. I shouldn't say creepy. If that's what you like to do, great, whatever. But she didn't ask him if she can watch. Right, right? that's what I, that's what I meant. Um, but then she also sees someplace else a woman who is getting double teamed. Um, and then she's like, Castile, have you ever done that? And he's like. Yeah, of course I've done that. And so in my head, I'm like, who is he close enough with that he would probably do that? And I'm like, Kieran, mm-hmm. right? Like, that seemed like, because not like he's doing that with his brother. Yeah. You know, like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the only other person that I would have thought he would have felt that comfortable okay. with. And so, like, I felt like that. And I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> if everyone's consenting, great. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so, am I alone in that? Do I feel like that's? Do you feel like that's inevitable? Um. No, I don't think it's inevitable. I. 
do still think it's possible, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's definitely been yes. enough, like, groundwork laid for it not to be a huge surprise if it did happen. Um, yeah. But at this point, like, she isn't human anymore. So, like, the need for the joining isn't as yeah. great. And I think it's even great. I feel like it's even greater now, though, because she can live for thousands and thousands of years. And, like, she's not going to let Cass just die, you know? Mm. Well, but they're just going to outlive all their friends and family. But they wouldn't outlive Kieran. Oh, right. And they're, and, and, and if, because he would be living just as long as the two of them. Also, that also sounds terrible, though. (laughs) I mean, of course, right. But, like then they can do the sleepy thing or what, you know, like there's options, I think, but like, I don't know. It just seems like it's inevitable. Um, especially in this part. So after she's back to herself, she's talking to them and she's like, are you upset that I accidentally broke this bond between the two of you? Right. And Kieran's like, no, like, cause I still am going to protect him and, all of this stuff. And he's like, and we just made room for you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you dirty did. mind, <laughs> dirty eyebrow wiggle. <laughs> oh um, yeah. I'll be interested to see, um, what she does with that. What because, Me too. um, I feel like her books are becoming pretty popular and more like not mainstream, but, yeah, more popular in the fantasy, like, realm. realm. And I don't know that I've seen ones that are, like, that popular. Yeah. Include something like that in yeah. their storylines. So that'll be interesting to see um, yeah. what happens with that. Like, that's, like, the ultimate love triangle. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have a quick question, yeah. not having to do with sex Okay, at all. cool, then I will ask you a question after this that also has nothing to do with Ooh. sex. Perfect. So, when, after Poppy kills Alistair, uh-huh. in the description of it, it says something like, then the wolves descended or whatever, and they, like, devoured him or whatever. I didn't realize that it literally meant the other wolves ate him. Like, in the way that it was described in the actual moment, I just thought it was, like, fancy descriptive talking. But then later, they were like, something, I don't remember exactly what happens, but they were you know, they, Poppy finds out that they, like, actually ate Alistair. Oh. And I was like, I was like, did I miss that? Or did you I miss that? I thought that they just, like, tore him up, like, piece by piece, you know, like, ripping with their mouths and claws or whatever and just, like, throwing that all over the place. But, yeah. um, considering what we know about me, and especially with this book, it is definitely possible that that is yeah. what so, actually okay. happened, and I just didn't know it. 
Yeah, so it says, a heartbeat passed. Down below, near the dark sea, a long, keening howl answered. Farther out, there were another and another, blah, 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 blah. Like one of the relentless waves crashing against the rocks below, they came in flashes of fur and teeth, both large and small. They came and they devoured. And then later, or the next page, it says, um, she says thank you to him, to Castile. And then it says, I couldn't stop thinking about what they had done to Alistair and the others. The sounds of flesh tearing and bones cracking. Tonight would stay with me for a long, long time. And then it says, I wondered if such an act upset their digestion. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) as someone who works at a vet clinic, when people call and they say, my dog ate a bird or a rabbit or whatever, do I have to worry about anything? And I go back and I ask the doctors, number one that they say is they're probably going to have some GI upset. And so I'm like, they fucking ate Alistair and she's worried they're going to get diarrhea. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, they ate him. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like cannibalism. Yeah. And, and, and then it got me wondering like, do you only eat the woven that have like betrayed the the woven? Do you eat? I don't know. I was like, what are the logistics of eating your fellow woven? <laughs> Universe, please answer this question for us. And then of course, and then of course, she's like, I wondered if such an act upset their digestion. And then she goes. I didn't ask, though, because I figured that was a rather inappropriate question. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my hilarious poppy. So you also did not realize that they, like, actually ate him. Because nope. when I heard when I read Devoured, I also thought just, like, ripped him apart. Right. <laughs> but nope. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um... I can't remember exactly when this happened or how it happened, but potentially once, if not more than once, she has seen this, like, female figure. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any idea who that is? Yeah, I think Nectis explains it to her later. Or, well, maybe it's not. So Nectis at least confirms that the person she saw when she was having that dream when they first went over the mountains was the consort. Um, but that's who I've been thinking is like, she's seeing like visions of the consort. Like she's the consort is sending like visions of herself. Because that's what that I think. Would be I don't her grandmother. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the woman having like super light blonde hair and like, um, but nobody knows what the consort looks like or what her name is. Um, and so that was my assumption, is that she he- is continuing to see visions of the consort. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay. That's, uh, I think, kind did of you where also, I was leaning. Prior to the sex in the shower, were you as in, like, did you adore how much she adored the shower as much as I did? 
Oh, yeah, that was so cute. Her, like, yeah. wait, you guys <laughs> have like, <laughs> running water? That What do you mean yeah. it goes and then, in pipes? Yeah, when she's like, I'm moving in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was so funny because, like, that's how I am with showers sometimes. Like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, shower time, and I get in the shower. And then other times I'm like, oh, I don't want to take a shower. It's going to take so long. But then I get in the shower, and then I'm like, I'm never leaving. I know. <laughs> I live in this shower right? now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I agree. And then Castile washed her hair for I her. I know. I know. That's so sweet. Um, I was just looking through my notes, though, and there yeah. is one instance where I did get things right. Um, oh, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. The big cat that she remembered being in the palace as a kid. Mm hmm. Because we knew that. I don't know if it was the first book or the last book, but it was mentioned before this book, too, that, like, she had that memory of this, like, giant mm-hmm. cat. Yeah. And I can't remember when, if it was only in this book or if it was sooner that I was like, what if that cat was her parent? Ooh. Wow. And so, lo and behold, if how we're did you even, assuming... How did you even know that? How did you even have that feeling? I don't know. Okay, it was definitely in this book. And I think it was... Is it when they see it? And and she walks no, away from No, it was before that. Um, before... Oh, yes, before that happened. So before you even knew that the cat was a shapeshifter right i just kind of had that thought of like that seems weird that that cat's there like what if it's a shape-shifting like something Mm. yeah i just thought that she had like preserved like the last of the oh interesting yeah no i was like there's there's something more to this here so yeah i was pretty proud of myself with that one um okay I'm very proud of you, too, actually. Oh, thank you. Um, you're welcome. So, I... Um, in, in the last book, I couldn't pick a favorite character, right? It was, I picked Poppy, Castile, and Kieran. And in this one, I did pick one. But Castile and Kieran were also close runner-ups. And what I realized that I love so much about all of these books is, like, the banter that they have with each other. And how, like, joking and funny and, like, adorable they are just as, like, friends, right? Like, and I just wish that I was that witty all the time and, like, that that my comebacks were, like, quick and, like... But there's, like, that whole part after she doesn't ascend, but she's still sort of iffy, and, like, Castile's gone for the day, and Kieran just, like, keeps her company in the room, and they, like, talk about a bunch of different things, and they're, like, joking around, and I'm like, oh my god, they're such cute friends! Yeah. Like, I just... <laughs> they really are. Um, Before she has to kill the... And then it's during that time that those... um, I was calling them germs. What were you calling them? I don't even remember how they're spelled to even remember. It's G-Y-R-M-S. I think I was saying, like, Grimm's or something, even though that's not how it's spelled. Yeah, okay. 
Um, or like germs or something. Okay. I, yeah, I was just saying germs, but I don't know that that's accurate. Um, cause then, cause, cause it also talks about though that she's like spent the whole day in like Cass's like shirt. And I love that whole part cause then they have to go out and fight and then she's covered in this germ grossness. And then that's how she meets her father-in-law. <laughs> it's like in her jammies and she's like, hey, hi. And then like she makes out with Castile in front of him too. Like I have some very serious questions about how okay everyone is with some relatively deep levels of physical affection. Like, I'm I'm okay with some public displays of affection, but, like, like, intensely making out in front of your father seems like a, like a little bit too far Uh for Uh me. I mean, (laughs) I don't know, but clearly not for Castile, (laughs) but it makes me uncomfortable. Yes, I I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, I, I do realize, though, that I actually, I do have a second favorite part. Okay. In this book. And it's the part where um, they're talking to, I think they're talking to Valen, Castile's dad. Okay. No, they're talking to, no, they're talking to Jasper. And um, they're talking about um, what... About um, Poppy's, like, and her parentage. And they're trying to figure out if Jasper has any ideas. And he's like, I don't think I know. We can ask this guy. And then he goes, I wonder if Willa knows. And I, the noise that came out of my mouth. And I was like, did he just say Willa? And then Castile is like, wait. Wait a goddamn second. (laughs) He's like, Wilhelmina? Who's Wilhelmina? And then... Oh, yeah, because he says Wilhelmina first, and then he calls her Willa. And then Castile's like, what's her last name? And then Poppy's like, don't say Collins, don't say Collins, don't say Collins. And he's like, I think it's Collins. And then Castile is like... Like, he's just so... Like, I can just picture, like, the shit-eating grin. He, like, looks at Poppy. He's like, oh, my God. That was my second favorite part in the whole mo- movie. In this whole movie, in this whole book, was that she was real, and then they get to meet her. <laughs> right. And, and she's the woman who sent Poppy to Castile's uh-huh. room. And she knows Poppy has her journal. So great. And I just, oh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, do you have any other, like, big things you want to talk about? Because the rest of my stuff are just, like, cute little funny things. Um, so I mostly just have one thing that I wanted to talk about. Um. Yeah. Or, I guess, Eve, I don't know that it needs to be, like, fully discussed, but I wanted to mention it. It was that in a lot of fantasy books, you know, like, coming-of-age ones, you often get someone like coming into their own coming into their power and that includes a lot of training and learning and um Mm -hmm. that doesn't occur in this book it's literally like she just thinks of something and then it happens she's like oh yeah i want to stop these people and then i want them to burn to ash but i don't want the grass around them to get dirty so and then it just like happens and Mm -hmm. i'm like um excuse me (laughs) 
like, ah, uh, this seems a little weird to me. Well, that's, I mean, it explains it in this book, right? It's like she, because it happens after she, quote unquote, fights Isbeth. Because she realizes that the magic is responding to Isbeth very differently than her magic is responding to her. And she's like, but I'm more powerful than Isbeth is. Like, I'm actually a deity. Like, I am. And so she. What's Isbeth then? Well, remember, because like she was talking like she was a deity, but like we we don't I don't we don't really fully know what she is because yes, Malik like tried to ascend her, but she like I don't know that it worked or I don't remember that part quite as specifically, but like she's not an ascended right, like she, and she's not she previously had black eyes. So right, like, so like she's not an ascended that... and she's yeah, not. What is she if she had black eyes? Exactly. And so I don't know that we know that for sure, but she realizes that the magic that she's wielding is so much more effortless. And that's part of the reason that she gets caught and Castile gives himself up, right? Is because her magic doesn't, isn't responding. And so when she and Kieran travel back to Elysium, she has moments where she's like thinking to herself and like trying to work through it in her mind like what is she doing wrong Mm. and then she basically has this moment where she's like i'm not like letting my magic do what it is supposed like i'm still building walls basically and i'm not letting it do what it's supposed to do because i'm a freaking deity and my magic will literally do whatever i ask it to do right and then apparently that means it literally will <laughs> burn people and not the ground and all of that crazy shit. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Also, can I just say, when they were all out on the town and they all went out to dinner together and they were all talking about casseroles, I was like, are they in the Midwest? Right? <laughs> oh my god, I had that same exact thought. I was like... <laughs> This feels very out of place, but I'm also really okay with the repping the Midwest vibes. Yeah. I just loved it. Like, it was just, like, mixed in with all of that, like, just normal stuff, you know? Or, like, when she finally meets Kieran's mom, but she walks in and Kieran's, like, knitting or, like, holding her yarn. And she's like, oh, I thought I was going to see you knitting. And he was like, no, of course not. But then his mom rats him out. And she's like, no, he's a great knitter. And I'm like, oh, my God, Kieran can knit. Like, that's so I cute. <laughs> but it's just what I love. And I think this is a trend in fantasy books in general, especially like young adult, new adult. Like what I think they're cracking into and I love it so much is that they're making these over the top otherworldly characters human and they're making them something you can relate to so yeah Kieran is this like werewolf ridiculous fighter but he knits and he helps his mom and he goes to visit his sister and he like right or like Castile is like ridiculous and otherworldly and oh my god but like he you know, likes to, to read dirty diaries and, like, you know, or, like, Poppy is this insanely powerful deity, but showers still make her, like, 
lose her mind. Like, she's never, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and it's just, and I love this trend, like, because I feel like, especially growing up, oftentimes when I would try to read more, like, quote-unquote epic fantasies, it would be so hard to get into it because I couldn't relate to any Mm -hmm. of these Mm -hmm. characters. Like, I love the Lord of the Rings, but the characters I... There's, like, the characters I want to be in the Lord of the Rings, like, the elves. Like, oh, my God. But, like, I'm a hobbit. And why do I relate to the hobbits? Because they eat, and they're, like, and they eat all the time. And they love food, and they love just being together, and, like, they like the simple thing. Like, and those, they're the more human Mm -hmm. ones, right? Like, sometimes even more so than the humans in the Lord of the Rings, right? So... I just love this trend that seems to be happening and I hope that it continues because um, I think it just makes reading better when you can like really connect with the characters. Does that make any Mm -hmm. sense? Am I just rambling? No, you're not. Well, I mean, maybe a little, but it makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, I was super relieved I was going to try to make that like a segue, but it didn't really work. Um, when Poppy went to meet Ian, I was so relieved that he was still in there. Like, it made me so happy that he, like, whispered the little thing to her, like, when they couldn't hear him and... Like, and they knew that he was really on their side because, like, Castile was like, I could hardly hear him. And I was, like, right next to him. Like, he was being so quiet. Like, right? And then, like, Tawny, she was alive. Like, she's alive. And, like, oh, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. I know. And then he's dead. <sighs> I know. That was less amazing, just in case mm. you were <laughs> wondering. <laughs> um, so, can I tell you... How insanely happy. So, right, they're talking about their birthdays at some point, and Poppy's like, I don't really know when mine is, but I picked April. And redheaded Ellen over here, who already wants to be Poppy when she grows up, I was like, oh, April, that's when I was born. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then she, and then she's like, and I picked the 20th. And I was like, oh, so, so close. So close, yet so close. <laughs> I was like, eight more days, and we would have been twinsies. <laughs> um... <laughs> And yeah, because if um, you have the same birthday, then you were basically her. Like there that are means no differences. Exactly. Now. Exactly. <laughs> I am also a deity, in case mm-hmm. you were wondering. Um so um and then I actually realized I do have one last big thing to talk okay. about, but then one last little thing. So you want the big thing or should we end on Let's the big end thing? End on the big thing. Okay. So then my little thing happens sort of in the end here and she's talking to she being Poppy um, and she's talking to Valen and he says to her and like Castile's been I don't know if captured is the right word he's given himself up right to save Mm -hmm. her and they're going back to get him right and um, she is talking to Valen and he's like, are you still planning to send your message? And she's like, hell yeah. And and we, don't, of course, don't know what the message is. But then we find out and we're like, ooh. Um, and then um, she looks at him and 
she's like, I'll get him back. Um, we'll get him back, I swear. And then he goes, I know you will. And then he says what I thought was so beautiful. And he says, my son is a very lucky man to have found you and to have made himself yours. He doesn't look at her and say, he was lucky to have found you and made you his. Like, and I was like, oh. If I, I already liked him. I like both of Castile's parents. Except for the um, fact that they let them walk into... They've, mm. they've, yeah. Just because they've, I like them both. I understand the reasoning. It's the whole, for like, forgetting thing, right? I understand why they did it. It was super not okay. And they are responsible for what has happened to both of their sons. Not super, I, I mean, not directly, but, like, very directly kind of also. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I understand, like, and, you know, Eloana was, was right. Like, she had a lot, she thought one thing was going to happen, and then by the time she realized that that one thing wasn't happening, it was too, like, it was too late to save what, ha- you know, to stop it from happening. So I, you know... In an ideal world, they would have fixed shit and not let all of this yeah. shit happen. Uh-huh. But I, I, but but overall, I like them. They're both yes, I do too. You know, seemingly good people and whatever. And especially the part later when Valen looks at her, Casti at uh, Castile. Oh my god, I, can't, I don't even know who I'm talking about anymore. He looks at Poppy and he's like, "Will you promise me that when you see my oldest son, you'll give him a quick and painless death?" And she's like, "I will." Like. Can you imagine, like, that as a parent, like, knowing that there's no hope left for your son and then asking that of someone? Like, oh, like, that, yeah, that must have been so difficult for him. Um, But, yeah, I just loved that little part where he was, like, he was lucky to have found you and made himself yours. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Wow, good job, Papa. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if I started referring to him and Eloana as mom and dad? <laughs> Just one step closer to becoming Poppy. <laughs> yep. You're this close. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she says, it's I who is lucky to have been found by your son and to have become his. And then he says, and Eloana and I are even more lucky to have you as our daughter-in-law. It also makes me really worried that he's going to die. Oh. Just, like, because they had this big moment together, like. Aww. Yeah. I hope him, I'm hope I, I'm hope. Do I know how to speak English? I hope I'm wrong is what I'm trying to say. But, like, oftentimes we don't get those big moments with characters unless. And, of course, he didn't die at the end of this book. But, like, there's at least two more books in this series, so. Mm. Now you're making me upset. (laughs) So, um, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about before I talk about my last thing? Because it's also kind of like the end of it. No, we can talk about your... Okay. Your stuff. So, my last part is sort of, that I wanted to talk about is sort of Castile giving himself up. Which totally makes sense for his character. And then her having to return home and be like, so because of what you two did, this is what's now happening, mm-hmm. right? 
my brother's dead. Both of your sons are now in their possession. One of them does appear to be working with her. Uh, the other one, um, you might know him, my husband. He was tortured the last time he was in their control. So that's probably not great either. Mm-hmm. Um do you like this is of course word for word right what right right i feel like i'm back reading the book <laughs> i know and then there's this moment though where she's like i'm going back for him and elawana was like and like what happens if you fail and poppy's like i won't and i'm like yeah you're so oh no you won't girl Ugh. um and then there's that amazing ending right she kills the purse the the um, King Jalara, she kills everybody else except for that one revenant. She's like, here's my message. And that's right, that was my last favorite quote. And then I had one thought right as, as that quote ended, which is the last paragraph of the book. <laughs> and I, I was like, we all know that if Castile had been there, he would be so turned oh on my by God. right now. <laughs> Because, right, he's constantly telling her after she does big, like, dangerous, like, stabby things. And he's like, this is a really inappropriate time to tell you this, but guess what? I'm super turned on right now. And so she has this big moment. And I'm like, he would. And he would, like, immediately tell her, too. He'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so turned on by you right now. And then it made me even more sad that he wasn't there and he was captured. Yeah. That's really cute, but also really sad. I know. But I'm like, I'm so excited that dragons have now been introduced here. And, like, not only are they dragons, but they're, like, shape-shifting dragons, right? But even when they're in their, like, human forms, they still kind of look dragon-esque. Like, I'm so, I'm here for it. I love it. I love a good dragon. Or a bad dragon. I like dragons. <laughs> How many times can I say dragon in two minutes? <laughs> uh, quite a lot, a apparently. Lot, apparently. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I'm excited for book four... I'm also excited for this prequel. Now, of course, do I wish that book four was coming out sooner? Of course. Um, I do believe it is called The War of Two Queens, A War of Two Queens. Something something. like that sounds right, yeah. Um, But I'm super excited. It's going to be so good. And thankfully... If her pattern is to be believed here, it will pick up exactly where it left off. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. I'm super so, excited, though. Apparently, I may need to reread this book before. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be a good, that might be a good uh-huh. idea, based on the fact that you didn't remember a huge part of the last part of this book. Yeah. Um, that and the fact that so, like I didn't pick up on... Very critical information. <laughs> yeah. But on the flip side, like, it's just a good book. Like, why not just reread it for the heck yeah. of it, right? All right. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Probably, but not that I can recall. All right. Well, Alex, that's the end of season one. So join us next time, sometime in the future. We don't have an exact time frame here, but... Join us next time to talk about a book, and it'll be great. <laughs> could, could this be any more vague? Like, join us at an undisclosed time to discuss an undisclosed book 
for an undisclosed amount of time. <laughs> How about this? This is our final episode of season one. We'll be returning for season two, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Perfect. I love it. And then, as always, you can follow us on uh, social media. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And, um, of course, you can email us at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast at gmail.com and help answer some of our questions. And are we just big dummies that don't aren't picking up on this stuff? Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>